You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and revisionist history extraordinaire. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so I have two things. The first thing. <laughs> I bet I can guess what they are. <laughs> you can't guess the second one. Um, the first thing is the NBA passed the new shoe rule. So Nick DePala from ESPN tweets out this article. And, of course, you know, I love my shoes. But this rule, uh, it grinds my gears, man. Oh, no. Because you, you don't have to match anymore. And That's great. I love this rule. This is very cool for players in, like, personal branding and, like, all of that stuff. Everything that's of- good about basketball in the NBA right now. One of my pet peeves is like shoes not even remotely matching. And like we like I already know what's going to happen is like Dennis is going to be rolling out there with like bright orange shoes on. He's already done that, hasn't he? Well, like he did like the green. Like so before they had to have percentages like it's crazy. It's like super technical, like percentages of an accent of the like a team color and somewhere along those guidelines. Now it can be just free reign, anything you want. So this is like what these shoe companies like to do. And, you know, these bigger shoe companies, they like to bring out something crazy colors that don't match to make you look at the shoe more. So if Dennis walks out there in a bright orange shoe, people are going to be all looking at it, even though it doesn't match at all. But, you know, to where if he if he walked out there with like a white and blue, really sharp looking like Under Armour shoe, it's just gonna be part of the uniform. Then no one's gonna look at it. So we're just gonna see so many different ugly shoes now. And but the thing about and oh, by the way, I wanted to say something about this before we keep going. But I've been having issues with my mic, <laughs> and so if I sound different, that's why. <laughs> I know if you guys listened to my live stream <laughs> uh, yesterday, I had all these kinds of problems with it, and it was really bad. So that <laughs> that's why I sound maybe like I'm in like a giant room right now. <laughs> um, but, You're in the bathroom, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the toilet right now. (laughs) Mobile podcast. I have no problem with this rule at all. None at all. I think players should be able to do whatever they want. I think especially with the Mavericks uniforms, like what's really going to clash with the Mavericks uniform? Orange. No, with their blue. That that doesn't clash? A bright orange? With with their blue jerseys? Who cares? Okay, bright red. Blue and red? That's fine. And they're going to have new new uniforms, so they're not going to have that dumb, like, black one with the green trim that you love so much. <laughs> True. <laughs> that won't be bad. I, you know what's really sad? That one's this, the one that could actually clash with things. I saw somebody tweet out the other day as a fan. It was like, just got my custom jerseys in, and it was Luca's jerseys, and he got one of those jerseys and a custom Luca. I'm like, Luca will never wear that jersey, bro. <laughs> um, but, anyway, <laughs> Didn't have the heart to tweet at him and say that. Uh, anyway, shoe stuff. 
whatever i it that just stuff matching stuff annoys me and uh it's cool for the personal branding but that's so dumb that they sell those jerseys <laughs> <laughs> the luca ones oh, no man. no no he got a, i mean he got it personalized like he personalized it and thought he was like super cool because he got it like oh gosh that's even worse it's worse for that person yeah no i feel bad uh not really but second <laughs> thing i legit quick click on twitter today I hadn't been on there for a while. And I was like, like two hours. <laughs> the first thing I see is people legitimately debating Ginobili versus Dirk. Doug, like, freaking Doug Gottlieb, get out of here with that garbage take. What an awful garbage take. Get, I, I have it right here. I'm going to pull it up right now. And we are going to talk about this. By the way, what we're talking about today is the what if about 2006 with the Mavs winning the title. But we got some stuff to talk about first. And our, our buddy, our friend Andy Bailey started this crap, I'm pretty sure. Because Doug quote tweeted Andy. And Andy's always going down these, these stats. I meant to DM no, Okay, him. so this is what started. Andy Bailey, somebody tweeted at him, Manu or Dirk, in terms of accomplishments in NBA and stats. Andy Bailey responds, Manu Ginobili has a big advantage in box plus minus. Who gives a crap about box plus minus? Come all about like advanced stats and think that is an advanced stat. I do not give a crap about box plus minus. Dirk- this is one of these crazy examples, though. Dirk- and this is a perfect example of advanced stats versus like eye test. Dirk Nowitzki has a slight one in win shares per 48 minutes. Dirk also has a huge lead in the community. Look at the teammates Dirk has played with, and look at the teammates that Dirk Nowitzki has played with. Exactly. Dirk also has a huge lead in the cumulative stats. Yeah, obviously, he played so much more. Manu has more titles, but Dirk has way more individual honors. I wonder why. Going with Dirk, in large part because of his role. Okay, that's good. Glad. Then Nick Wright quote tweeted that tweet and said, This is where advanced stats can hinder rather than help a conversation. Did I just agree with Nick Wright on something? <laughs> I literally told myself the exact same thing. I've never agreed with him ever in life. Dirk is one of the 25 greatest players ever, and that's being conservative. I have him at 16, which is a that's a good number. Sure. Manu isn't in the top 60. I'd have to look at it. I feel like... That's, uh, that's too much work for me to do right now. He said, this isn't a close call. And then Doug Gottlieb responded, guys who like advanced stats, unless they don't work for them. Well, that sentence doesn't even make sense. So guys like advanced stats unless they don't work for them. So like calling out Nick Wright randomly, and then somebody responded to Doug and said, "Do really do people really think Manu and Dirk had comparable careers? Dirk was hands down the superior player." And then Doug Gottlieb quote tweets that tweet and said, "I would rather have Manu, better defender, more diverse set of skills, tougher, better passer. There is a reason he has won everywhere he has been." <laughs> okay. I can't fault him actually for saying I would rather have Manu. That's just an op- that's his opinion. I was gonna say I'm it's, like I hey, don't agree with that either. Hey, this is a uh, a Samuel L. Jackson. That's an opinion. It's a stupid ass opinion, but it is an opinion. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, th- this is just one of those examples of. Why advanced stats can't be everything? Because yes, look at Manu's role. Those in are not teammate. even good advanced stats either. Like in just all that stuff and whatever. It's not even a, it's not even a conversation in my opinion at all. And uh, it was just funny seeing people uh, try to debate that today. I guess. But yeah, like you okay, you oh, wouldn't well. you wouldn't debate Tim Duncan versus Manu, right? No. But you could debate Tim Duncan versus Dirk, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So see, that's. <laughs> and, it, and it really it sucks too because what did we go? We went like twenty four hours of Mavs fans saying, "Oh, bye, goodbye, Manu." Like, yeah, it's been a good ride. Twenty four hours later, you suck. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Dirk, Dirk is so much better than you. Like, that, that's literally, it gave us, it gave us like 24 hours to like praise Manu. And then this debate started and then it turned Mavs fans completely against Manu again and talking crap about him. Um, but hey, our, uh, our boy Giannis from the, uh, from NBA, from the Mavs 2K team. Yeah. He responded to this Doug Gottlieb tweet and said, this might be the most delusional thing I've read in a while. You would take Manu over Dirk? You should be banned from talking basketball. (laughs) With a gif of Stephen A. Smith, like, in bewilderment. (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. Oh, man. job, Giannis. So, anyway, that's the only two things I had. Anyway, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, We got some WNBA action. The wings are obviously out of it, but the... uh, we got tie school tie uh, tied series Washington versus Atlanta. That one's a good series, and then the Phoenix, the Phoenix versus Seattle series is is awesome. Brianna Stewart doing her thing. Diana Taurasi is like incredible. She's thirty six years old and still doing it, like still playing at the highest level. How is her and Griner not win like everything? I know the Griner to me is like I don't know. She's kind of like Shaq. Like she can be dominant. But then I don't know if she puts it all in all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if she's all the way there all the she's time. She's like Dwight Howard? I think, yeah. Dwight Howard is probably a better comparison. She's had some, like, off-the-court kind of weird things. and Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Like, she had this whole relationship with Glory Johnson, who's a Wings player. And then there was this, like, d- domestic, you know, abuse situation with them. And, like, just some weird, like, off-the-court stuff. Huh. And I think that, you know... I don't know. I think that could be distracting for sure. And so I don't know if she, you know, she's all in. That'd be, my, that'd be my only thing with her. I don't have an opinion on any of this because <laughs> I don't keep up with WNBA. It's basketball and it's awesome. <laughs> all right. No so, comment. No com- <laughs> <laughs> you're so bad. All right. When we take Nick, a break. Well, Nick, let me ask you this. Okay. When you're driving down the road and you got some spare time and you pass a park – people playing basketball do you pull in and watch because it's basketball no i got things to do isaac what do you think i'm just it's like basketball what? nick it's basketball I got things to, those are not professional players basketball, is basketball nick if you love basketball then if you're not watching that pickup game then you don't love basketball <laughs> no it's not comparable <laughs> at all that's the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast ever <laughs> that is a terrible terrible analogy tweet one night it was you or somebody that was like if you're not watching this WNBA game right now you don't you don't like awesome game i'm like oh nick (laughs) (laughs) i love me some basketball it was an awesome game it was down to the rock down to the wire it was clutch game there was all these big moments i love basketball off uh that game i do question your love for basketball if you don't like the WNBA. i never said i didn't like it I think it's great, and I you, think no, you do not. I don't. I don't enjoy uh, like watching it at the same as the NBA. No, I do not. You're on the wrong side of history, Isaac. But do I hope that the league succeeds and keeps on getting bigger and bigger? Absolutely. And if I could help support that in any way, I would love to. Cool. That's awesome. You're getting brainwashed because you believe that the players that there should be. Guys, there's this fish tweet today that got me laughing so hard. Oh, snap. No. <laughs> we can't talk about it. 
<laughs> we gotta go. This is like drugs. so unrelated. This is off season. This is off season locked on maps. There's this fish tweet today about NFL preseason. It made absolutely no sense. He talked about if you want to have two preseason games and 18 regular season games, which is something Jerry Jones talked about, then you're delusional and you've been brainwashed. Like who's brainwashed? <laughs> brainwashing you to think that you... 18 regular season? Who cares? <laughs> so funny. I was laughing so hard. No comment on fish. I like fish's. I like fish's. Uh, his Cowboys coverage. I like his Cowboys coverage for sure. But that that statement just made no sense. <laughs> anyway, this is random off season stuff. But all right, <laughs> when we come back, let's talk about the two thousand. Let's finally talk about the two thousand six. This sucks. Should have been title, <laughs> and we got to combine it with two thousand seven because I think they're very interconnected. Yeah, kind of. And so uh, when we come back, we'll talk about our what if from 2006, the NBA title. What if the Mavericks had won the NBA title? So if the so the Mavericks, obviously, people know if, if, they're, if you're a Mavericks fan, you know they went to the NBA championship in 2006. They played against Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal. And Antoine Walker, who we've mentioned in a what if, in a what if before, in the uh, in the title game, in the title series, actually, and uh, they end up losing. And man, it, that was an interesting series. I was I was a young person who was a Lakers fan and loved Shaq. I just what? loved I loved no Shaq way. so much. He was like the greatest thing in the world to me. And then when he went to Miami. I was very conflicted. I actually have a Miami Heat Shaq jersey in my closet. Because I loved Shaq that much as a kid. I was like eight years old. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you should go down in my MySpace top eight now or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one will ever see your top eight. So, <laughs> How do you remember this series? Let's start there. Dwayne Wade's 97 free throws. That's Gosh. exactly how I remember that uh, that series. Uh, that is a reason why I tried to do a story uh, this past season uh, with Dwayne Wade, uh, asking him if he remembered those uh, free throws, in which he got upset with me and then told uh, LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> because I was sitting in LeBron's chair, and then LeBron got upset with me. Um, yeah. That's what I remember this series. Tell about. that were, tell that story to all because I know we have a bunch of new listeners. Tell that story. So this series obviously weighs heavy on Mavs fans' hearts. At this time, I was still working uh, for Fan Sided, writing for the Smoking Cuban. So I was wanting to write this story on Wade and uh, just reflecting back in 2006. He was with the Cavaliers. <clears throat> it was. Um, it was like early in the season. It was like November or something. Whenever he was with Cleveland, that wasn't too long, I feel like. Um, but anyway, it was uh, before a game or after the game when they were in town. And LeBron was outside in the hallway talking to all of the media. Talking to everyone that has ever <laughs> covered a game there. Exactly. Anyone who has a press pass in the past 15 years shows up for a LeBron game. Um, but anyway, he's outside, he's outside in the hallway talking to the media. So, of course, everybody's wanting to talk to him. Hey, guess who does not want to talk to him? Me. Um, so I'm not. And, uh, You're going to make me spit my drink up, Isaac. <laughs> I, uh, I actually talked to him the year before about Dirk, so I, I have like had a conversation with him. But, um, I, so I go in the locker room, and I'm like, I'm going to try to talk to Dwayne while everybody else is talking to LeBron. Dwayne's sitting over in his seat uh, kind of by himself. There's an empty seat 
beside him. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit down the seat, the seat beside him, ask him a few questions. So I sat down. I asked him. I said, like, hey, do you care if I ask you a few questions? He said, yeah. He was cool at first. Sat down in the seat. But then. And I asked him some generic question about, hey, walking into this place, um, do you think about 2006 and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, of course. And he's like, of course, I think about, you know, how I, bested the, how I bested the Mavericks. He said, of course, I think about when, you know, we won 2006, though. He's, but I also think about 2011, blah, blah, blah. Then I follow it up with the question of, I said, do you remember how many free throws you shot in 2006? Mm, mm. I'm sure that it went over well, didn't it? At this point, he got like, it was like a light switch, man. It's like he got he got pissed, and he looks at me. And he's like, "I just don't understand why you asked me a question like that." I was like, "I don't. I mean, I'm just asking a question. Like, it's just yes or no. Do you remember?" He said, "Do you remember?" And I was like, oh, "I think I, I think I remember." I said, "I just, of course I, I remember it. I just want to see you, what he you thought." You looked about. it up like. <laughs> I just want him to like talk about it, like expand on it, blah blah blah. So at this point, he's starting to get frustrated. And LeBron walks in. I'm sitting in LeBron's seat. So that was that was why the seat was open. LeBron walks in, looks at me and says, up, and points up. And I'm like, oh, this is your seat. He's like, yeah, get up. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for being a jerk. <clears throat> so I stand up. LeBron sits down. Wade looks at him. He goes, you know what this guy just asked me about? He asked me about 2006. And LeBron looks at me and says, you're still on that SHIT? <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, guys, man, I'm just asking a question. I said, it's really a yes or no question. Um, <laughs> I say it's just a yes or no question, really. And uh, and they it's just funny because he knew exactly what you were talking about. He didn't even need to give him context. He just said he asked me about 2006. Yeah, <laughs> like, didn't like, even I mean, say finals or like the refs or nothing. <laughs> so at that point, it it just turned into like a hey, we're gonna be. Uh, uh, brothers, tag team brothers, and be jerks to this to this guy. So I was like, "Hey, appreciate it, guys," and I just walked away. And I was like, <laughs> "I will never talk to either one of them ever again." That's <laughs> so great. So my last conversation ever with Dwayne Wade in my life, barring something crazy, uh, was me asking him how many free throws he shot in 2006 finals. So there you go. And him getting back at you and clapping back at you. Not really a clap back, just like a... Yeah, it was just kind of weird. So, what do I think about in the 2006 yeah. finals? I think about uh, Dwayne Wade and all of his free throws that entire series, which is stupid. Yeah, he had an insane amount of free throws. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Dwayne Wade shot 97 free throws and he made 75 of them. That's just so stupid, man. Like, 97 free throws. Who led the Mavericks in free throw attempts? I guess Dirk. And how many did he take? 60, 50? 55. Uh -huh. Shaq, oh Shaq shot 48 free throws. He only made 14 of them. <laughs> and uh, the next highest in the Mavericks? Josh Howard, 26 free throws in the whole wow. series. So you could combine Josh Howard and Dirk and still not, and still be like what twenty off from Wade or something. like that. The Mavericks, the whole series shot 155 free throws. <laughs> Dwayne Wade shot 97. 97. That's just stupid. Whatever. 
I, I mean, don't care about this series. There is okay. We we complain about this. We complain about the refs a lot. He does have a different game than the rest. Like the Mavericks didn't have a player. Nick, that, don't go down this road. Don't 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 try to take this turn. On it would the make sense that he it's led a sharp the series cliff. In free You'll throws. just go off the cliff. And it blow would up. make sense that he led the series in free throws. However, ninety-seven is like a yeah with like sixty-two free throws, not ninety-seven. Okay, so he took he took Remember that commercial fall down. Six times, get up seven. He took 139 yeah. shot attempts, and he had he had 97 rebounds. That's like a 50 percent foul rate. <laughs> it was just stupid. Uh, whatever. That's so wild. That's not even a 50 man. That's so wild. <laughs> That's too. So much. anyway, how much you want to expand on this series? <laughs> so okay, so let's just say let's just ask the question: What if they would have won? What do you think changes for the Mavericks? They've only made a couple of moves in the offseason. That was the offseason where they signed Devin George, uh, who was like a role player, like wing for the Lakers. And that was the, the offseason that they signed J.J. Barea. Now, J.J. Barea wasn't yeah. like this. He didn't Undrafted. Like, yeah, he didn't come in and, you know, wasn't the J.J. that we know now or the one that ended up, you know, helping the Mavericks in 2011. He was like a rookie. Um, yeah, played, this Played one- for the D-League a couple times, so – this what if is a little bit different than some of the other ones because we're going to dissect it some and look at different paths. But some of the other ones are a little bit more like, I don't know, juicier as far as like speculation. There was drastic changes that happened after different things. Um, this one is kind of unique because they lost in 2006. And we'll talk about legacies and stuff you know, what, later on in this pod. But as far as roster-wise and team-wise – they brought back. I mean, they traded Marquise Daniels, and they pretty much, you know, and they traded like Daryl Armstrong, a couple other like random dudes, like Anthony Johnson or whatever. He's now an assistant coach, by the way, Daryl. Yeah, Armstrong. for the Mavericks, and uh, and they signed JJ Bray and stuff. But for the most part, they brought back the exact same team uh, for the next season. So like, and the next season was an historic season for them. You know, they won sixty-seven games, which is just crazy. You know, Avery Johnson's still there. Dirk wins MVP. They're the number one seed in the playoffs. So you and whatever happens in the playoffs, but well, we'll talk about that. They lose in the first round to the Warriors. Yeah, I think that I think that matters. That, is, that, that is, was on that's TV part of this today, whole... by the way. Oh, why? It's the Warriors team day. No, they have enough. They have enough things. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to give um, them more things. So, but here's a question. If they won 2006, if we're just we're just going to stick by like roster yeah. and team wise and like going forward, we'll talk about legacy whatever. If they won in 2006, would they be as motivated and still be the number one seed this, in 2007? This is the biggest. This is the biggest question for me. I don't think they would be because remember after 2011, what Dirk was like. <laughs> Remember his next season? Remember how much he drank? Remember that whole offseason? Remember he came in like kind of out of shape and stuff? Well, it was a lockout and stuff too, but True, truth. Yeah. But does that translate? Like is that the is is Dirk does Dirk do the same thing or does Dirk look at it cuz he was only what 27 during this I think he was Yeah, Dirk was 27 in 2006. And so is Dirk young enough to say, okay, we have another one in front of us. We've still got, you know, I have this young guy in Josh Howard and Devin Harris. And, you know, I have these young guys around me that we can actually continue to, to build something and actually, you know, do something, like make some more noise next year. So does he come back and try to repeat? If they do, I don't think they're as motivated in the, in the regular season. Not 67 games, not 67 wins motivated. Like 67 wins, guys, you have, 
Yeah. That's such a small margin of error. Yeah, and that's that's huge when you think about does that next season play out like it does? Now, can you still ask, does Dirk still win MVP in the next season? Like, I, I still say, yeah. I mean, I still say yes to that. And um, But do they get the number one seed the very next season if they won it the year before? And that that's difficult. I feel like, I feel like that would be a split. I feel like fans would be 50-50 on that so- as far as. This is so the Mavericks were the one seed with sixty seven wins. The two seed that year was the Suns with sixty one wins. Hmm. And then after that, the Spurs were the three seed. They ended up winning the title. They had fifty eight wins. Rockets had fifty two. Jazz had fifty one. So they probably would have been one or two, right? Yeah, I mean one, two, three, somewhere through there. And then you know if they don't match up with Golden State in that first round series, uh, what? How does it play out? You know, like does. Do they run it back? Do they go like I mean? You just you, you never know what happens in, over the course of that next season. What What do you think would happen if the Mavericks would have played the Spurs in that in that year? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, because that was that was a Spurs team with Michael Finley, who I think is a big he's a big part of this. What if? Yeah, well, like the Warriors were just so unique and how they matched up and just their team and just Baron Davis and Steven Jackson, gosh, Steven Jackson, Monte and just all Matt Barnes and just all these dudes that they just, just, yeah. And they just played this certain type of ball that just messed with Dallas and, and all that different stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, you ask yourself. I mean, there's one one way where people would look at it and say, well, if they lost to the eighth seed Warriors, then they definitely they definitely would have lost. As far as you know, it's just different type of uh, systems uh, going at each other. So, I don't know. I mean, I how that do you year get that? the Suns played the Lakers in the first round, and the Lakers were like this team, this broken down team with Andrew Bynum, who was 19, Lamar Odom, Kwame Brown, Jordan Farmar. <laughs> Yeah, because that was in between Shaq and Powell. Yeah, those years. Yeah. Um, and before they like completely bottomed out. So, like, my biggest question, unless you're gonna dive more into those those playoffs. Yeah, let's get to your biggest. Let's take another quick break first, um, if the break actually happens. By the way, we're not in charge of that. So let's <laughs> take a quick break first, and we'll come back with the biggest question of the 2006 2007 seasons. All right, Isaac, what's the biggest question of the 2006-2007 seasons? Okay, so the big question coming out of if if they win the title and looking at the impact of 2006 of those finals is does 2011 still happen? Hmm. Does the title run in 2011 still happen? And there's two big things that impact this thing greatly. And this is the biggest thing because even like you could convince me that 2007 still plays out the exact same way that you know that it did happen if they won in 2006. You could convince me of that saying, "Hey, yeah. same thing happened." Because they still what didn't you... want to waste Dirk's career. They still didn't want to you know waste his prime. Exactly. They still would have made all the try to win now moves that they did. What you can't convince me of, and how I think 2011 probably does not happen again, is the very next season after 2007. They lose to the Warriors 2007. 2008 starts up. The very next season, they part ways with Avery Johnson. 
and they hire Rick Carlisle in May of 2008. If they won the title in 2006, we talked about it with Rick Carlisle getting it. We talked about it with John Harbaugh on the Ravens and all that stuff. You get that leeway. You win a title. Yeah. You get that. You get that security. Avery Johnson. Rick Carlisle's probably not the head coach if Avery Johnson wins in 2006. Do you think Would Avery you think? Johnson's still the coach? To this day, I, man, I don't know. Like that's a that's a hard because what that's does a he long do after, time too. That's a it long is time like to be a coach. what what does he do after that? Because okay, so kind of um, going back a few months before Avery and Dallas parted ways and they hired Rick Carlo. They hired him in 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 May two thousand eight. In February of two thousand eight, they made a big time trade. Right before their trade deadline, they traded Devin Harris and yeah. Jop and all of them for Jason Kidd. Jop by the Deshauna Jop, by the way, was starting most of those games during the 2006 and you know, super finals. young, super super young. So like, here's my thing: Does the Jason Kidd trade happen? Because you got to remember, they drafted when when they traded for Devin Harris. Devin Harris was a number five overall pick. Like yeah. he was a top ten pick. Like he was big time. He started in those finals with the Heat. He's yeah. 22 years old. Like a super young point guard. If he won the title with the Mavericks and as a 22 year old point starting point guard in 2006, then would they cut bait on him two years later for a 35 year old Jason Kidd? No, probably not because you have your because in 2008 when they traded for Jason Kidd, they were super strapped with cash with Dampier and Josh Howard's contracts, and then combined with Dirk, like. They did not have all the money in the world. So when they traded for Kid, it really put them in salary cap. I don't know. Like hell. Jumbo. <laughs> salary cap hell. Like jumbo. <laughs> like it put them in this tough spot, but they that was their all-in move and they had to trade which Devin at that time was 24 years old, 23 years old, and they traded Devin for Jason Kidd in that move. Do you know what Devin Harris did the very next year in yeah. Jersey? Yeah, he made the All-Star team. He was an all-star, all-star in average. Do you think it helped that he was in the Eastern Conference, Isaac? <laughs> Probably, but you can't help to think about Steve Nash also when that happened and they let Steve Nash go and he became um, two-time MVP and like all this stuff the very next season. It was like almost deja vu of like they traded away this young point guard, even though they didn't trade Steve, but they traded away Devin Harris in the very next season and became an all-star and average over 21 a game. But so those are, those are two huge things. Like, I think the technical wording is Avery didn't get fired. Is like they mutually parted ways. So they traded for Kid in 2008 before the deadline, and then they get bounced in the first round. Avery was still the coach. As soon as he gets bounced, that's when they part ways, and they hire Rick Carlisle and say, hey, come in here, take over this team and offense with Jason Kidd. So like those those three seasons with Avery of losing the 2006 finals, getting like embarrassed in the first round in 2007 – and then, you know, they traded for Kidd and getting bounced in the first round in 2008. I don't think the Rick Carlisle – I don't think Rick Carlisle is the coach of the Mavericks if they win in 2006. And therefore, can you say that they still win in 2011? That's a big, big what if, you know, without Rick Carlisle. And there's a lot of years between that too. There's a lot of years between that, like how the roster plays out and all this stuff. And then do they still make the Jason Kidd tra- trade, which we all know the impact Jason Kidd had on that 2011 trade. And if they don't, then you're looking at saying, okay, they would have kept Devin and they would have kept Avery probably. Therefore, Kidd and Carlisle are not Mavericks. And I would go as far as saying then 2011 doesn't happen. 
If 2000, okay, this is one of my questions about 2006. If 2006 had happened, let's say that was the title season of Ford Mavs fans, would it be as beloved of a title as 2011 is? Because there's different levels of this. You had the failure in 2006. You had the failure in 2007 where you were at your lowest point pretty much as a franchise where you had 67 wins. You had all the success. You had the MVP of the league. And the MVP of the league had to accept his trophy in the second round and he wasn't there. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he wasn't playing in the second round. And so you had that moment. And then you had this, you know, resurgence 2011 against the Heat. Again, you had this, you know um, – what do you call it? The revenge revenge series in the finals against LeBron, against this team that was like not one, not two, not three. And then this, this massive overcoming of everything, like literally everything. <laughs> that team was not expected to go to the finals. Even when they first get into the playoffs, they were not expected to go to the finals. They end up getting there. They beat the Miami Heat. They you know finally vanquished them. They vanquished Dwayne Wade, who was killing them before. They vanquished LeBron freaking James. Is 2006 yeah. looked at as fondly if they had won than what 2011 looks like right now? I don't think it would have the emotional backing for sure. Just because there was a sense of revenge that 2011 gave you. Like, and even though LeBron Dirk was, was kind of getting to the like, Dirk was 34, 33. So it wasn't like Dirk was going to have many more prime seasons left in 2011. Yeah. And just that. Yeah, and just the the fact that they, yeah, I know like 2006 didn't have LeBron and Bosh and stuff, but it was the Heat. It was Dwayne well, Wade. Wade and Shaq. And, Wade and Shaq were, you know, Yeah, there. yeah. Well, I'm saying like that was still there in 2011. And like a different looking team, but still the same franchise and still the you know, same Dwayne Wade, that you got to overcome that, something that, you know, everything with that that you laid out. Yeah, I think I think it is now. Would it still be revered and like just as this like crazy time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If they won in two thousand six, but there's definitely more emotions and more, yeah, umph behind two thousand eleven and just everything that went into that for sure. Yeah, and my other big question about this: so if they do win in two thousand six, let's say they even lose in two thousand seven in the first round again. Yeah. That isn't looked at as such a black spot on Dirk's career anymore, is it? I would say not. No, it's definitely something still there, but not as not as black. It would get blown out of proportion as much. Yeah, for okay. sure. And yeah, no, keep on going. And then my my other my final question on this. So the Mavericks made a decision. We talked about this before. The Mavericks made a decision to part ways with Michael Finley because they had this guy Josh Howard that was coming up, this up and coming you know young guy. If they had made and they, he and Michael Finley ends up going to the Spurs, and they go win the title, <laughs> not maybe because of Michael Finley, but I'm sure he definitely he definitely helped. I remember him in that in those series like playing really well. If they kept Michael Finley, does 2006 play out differently? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's hard. It's another guy to try to throw at Wade. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you want to say yeah off the top of your head for sure, but I don't know. I mean, you can't control the refs, so maybe Michael Finley, his statesman, like he's very business like. He's you know very well respected. Maybe he could have had an impact on that. 
in that arena. Maybe Wade got 94 foul, you know, free throws instead of 97. <laughs> Just take off one of those threes. I have a couple legacy questions right, for go. you. One, and I for Devin. Mm. Where is Devin looked at in Dallas franchise history if this happens? Yeah, you switch Devin Harris and JJ Barrio. <clears throat> because if Devin wins this title and as a 22-year-old point guard, it, and we think that he would stay and they wouldn't trade him in two years, then he's with the team for a while. <laughs> he's already been with the team for a long time now, and especially if he stays, and he, what if he's there until th- this point? That you know, right now, I mean, that's basically your whole career with the Mavericks, and just how many franchise records would he be getting close to? How would he be viewed? You know, especially if they won 2011, also, and he was part of both title teams, and like, yeah, then you're like talking about he could be considered the second best player in Mavs history. Ooh, right? Like you win two titles. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we don't know like what stats and stuff he'd. Like if he was a starting point guard and like starting point guard for all these years, and he was the 2008 version of himself from the Nets that was like well, a see, all-star. no, you can't get you can't get that because he was <laughs> in the East. Um, it matters. Yeah, but just the just just the uh, amount of games that he would have played in Dallas and the title and like all of that stuff. So like, I wonder about that. And then I know we talked about like. 2011 probably wouldn't happen. Well, let's say it does happen. What would Dirk's legacy look like if he had two rings right now? Yeah, compared to one and um, two rings, I'm, thirty thousand points. <laughs> if and if we're by, I mean, we are obviously biased, but like I don't think we've said we said this before. Like him versus KG is not even an argument for me. Like he's a better all-time player than Kevin Garnett. Um. <clears throat> I think t- having two rings would solidify him with most people over KG and probably Carl Malone. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely KG I feel like people, and Carl Malone probably too. I feel like people still debate that. And like I, I could hear Carl Malone argument over KG. Um, but either way, I feel like everybody would agree that. And then it would just be, be between him and Duncan, which I believe that now it's just between him and Duncan. Man, KG but, would be so good right now. KG would be a five. He'd be a full-time five. He was yeah. so good defensively. Like, I think KG would be better in this era than he was in his own. And he was so good then, too. Dirk would be better in this era, too. It's also true. Yeah. Look at C. Lauren Markin and, and Christoph Porzingis. Yeah. Imagine young Dirk coming into this league right now. Um, End of the season. <laughs> uh, Dirk but and no, Luka, yeah, come like, on. Uh, you just ask yourself that, and uh, what would that look like with two uh, two rings? I, I'll throw this random nugget in there. Do you know who is a free agent head coach that was kind of coveted by a few teams that took a head coaching job with the Bobcats just a few days before Avery Johnson was fired? They took a head well, coach job with the Bobcats? Larry Brown. <laughs> Larry Brown. If he waited a few days and Avery Johnson gets fired and Dallas Mavericks job opens up, is Larry Brown a coach of the Mavericks? See, that's not you, like the coaching hires are so interesting to me because you never know what kind of relationship front offices have with coaches, you know, especially yeah, a guy like no Larry ties. Brown. There was no ties and stuff to Larry Brown. I'm just like totally throwing spitballing that out because I actually tried to find 
who was like in the running like for this job. Yeah. And like most things I found was Rick Carlisle was the clear leader. I did find an ESPN article saying suggesting that uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Rick Carlisle could be names that they target. Freaking um, Jeff Van Gundy has been in rumors for every single coaching job. Still. For the last decade. <laughs> like even longer than that. This is 2006 we're talking about. Yeah. Or no, that would be 2008, right? No, it's 2008, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This Still, spring. that's a decade. A decade, Jeff Van Gundy has been in coaching rumors. Yeah. He's the uh, he's the John Gruden of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's John the, Gruden got $100 million. <laughs> he's the Kenneth Freed of, like, trade rumors. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, I'm just saying what if, what if they win in 2006. It's two things for me. Does, it centers around does 2011 still happen? And I don't think it does happen because Avery Johnson stays a head coach. Rick Carlisle's not brought in. And I personally think that they would hold on to Devin Harris, a young budding star, and would not trade for Jason Kidd. Yeah. Yeah. If What if the Mavericks had won in 2006, to me, is Dirk's legacy is probably a little different. Um, they probably don't win in 2011. The title doesn't get looked at as – you know, title gets remembered now as oh, they're the last team to win an honest title. You know this this phrase that people keep bringing up. I think every year somebody brings up the last honest title was the 2011 yeah. Mavs. That's probably not the case, and uh, and Dirk's legacy maybe is not as solidified with with just that one 06 title than the one 2011 title. Yeah, I agree completely. It's weird. It's weird how it works that way, but narrative and storyline really matters. With, oh, huge! You know, with, because with after those, those two seasons, Dirk got this this narrative of he can't perform on the biggest stage and just losing in the finals. And then when he was the MVP and gets bounced in the first round, that was so embarrassing and just so everything like it was just people made fun of that and it was like a joke. And and it cemented in people in some people's minds that Euro players were soft. Yeah, and the Euro players couldn't, you know, couldn't compete with the with NBA players. Even though Dirk was like an MVP, multiple time All Star, just this dominant player, it still convinced them that oh, this my my thought about this or my point is correct because he didn't win. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy to look back at at all of this stuff for sure. It's wild. So. There you go, guys. That's what if the Mavericks would have won the 2006 title. There's a lot of different factors in that. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue with this series. We're, uh, I'm not really sure how we're going to finish this up. I know we're going to do a mailbag. I'm not really sure exactly how we're going to do it. We will definitely have a show for Friday. It could be the mailbag. It could be something different. But, uh, but yeah, we'll bring you a show for Friday. Peace out. Boom.